Good morning. It's time for another edition of Senior Smarts here on Classic Hits K-Wing at 106. And Senior Smarts is brought to you by Benedictine Living Community in Red Wing with our continuum of care, including our renowned short-term rehab services. I'm Ava LaRue, joined by Debbie Bradley, chaplain at Benedictine Living Community with another great guest. Debbie, you can take it away. Absolutely. Thank you, Ava. And um, yes, I have a wonderful guest here again today. I just want to comment that... um, I think we've been doing this now for a solid two years that we've been doing this um, through the pandemic remotely. Um, I have not been back in the the radio station since then. So, of course, you know, if anybody talks over anybody else or you hear some clicking in the background or whatever, we are still doing this uh, from our own different locations. So I'm in my office and Ava's at the radio station. And our guest, who I will introduce, is at her office also. And I'd like to introduce you to Georgie. Good morning, Georgie. Good morning. We're so thrilled that you're here, so thank you very much. Um, Can you give your name and your role at St. Crispin or the Villa, or as our official name is, Benedictine Living Community Red Wing? Um, Well, my name is Georgie McDonald, and I'm the wellness director for the Villa and the Memory Care here at Benedictine. Excellent. And we're so happy to have you. Um, And I know that you have some background in this area, too. So can you tell us a little bit about your educational history and your work experience and background, please? Um, Well, my educational experiences, I um, went to the University of Wisconsin-La Crosse and got a degree in therapeutic recreation, then went on to River Falls and got my master's in counseling there. Um, And then I have worked um, for 17 years in the field um, at different roles and at different facilities, um, mainly with um, skilled long-term and rehab facilities. Wow, so this is really old hat for you, and you are extremely qualified. We're just so lucky to have you, and I've seen you in action, and um, you really do a great job. How is it that you came to work here at um, Red Wing? Um, Well, we relocated back to this area where I grew up, or close to where I grew up. Um, We moved back to Wisconsin from Florida, and I was looking for a new and exciting job, and this came available for me. Well, wonderful. So in your role, what do your average days look like? So people that aren't in long-term care, um, what, do you, what do your days look like or what do you um, do generally? I mean, if you have any kind of a pattern. Um, well, you have as much of a pattern as you possibly can have, which you know in healthcare that kind of changes day to day, but mainly my days are doing activities and providing different activities or outings for the residents here at the facility um, or visiting with them, doing social activities, getting them supplies or different things that they would need and helping out wherever we can. Can you give it an example um, to people who, I mean, I know before I came to work here, I never w- stepped foot in the place. I, um, I was too busy with other things and other areas in my life. What does it look like, some of the activities that you actually do for the tenants and the residents around here? Um, well, we do a variety of different activities. We have intellectual activities, which are games, crossword puzzles, um, 
Sudoku challenges, the Wheel of Fortune, trivia, things like that. Um, there's arts and crafts, there's music programs, there's physical activities, they have exercise every day, um, mm-hmm. they go on like um, travel log groups or they do different things like that. Excellent, lots of choices. And so when do most people often meet you on our campus? So if it would be a, a tenant, when would they most often meet you and then a family member? Um, well, I'm here um, five days a week. Um, they can, I meet with people as soon as I walk in the door. There's usually um, tenants roaming around in the lobby or coming back from breakfast when I get here. So I talk to them in the hallways or at their rooms. Um, family mm-hmm. members usually are in the afternoons or towards the evening times when I see them in the building. Yeah. And since you've done this before at other facilities and even in other states, how would you things how would you say things are generally different during the pandemic with activities than they were before? Um it, well, it's kind of dependent on what's happening in the neighborhood or your facility. Um, we, right when the pandemic hit from the beginning, some places got closed down. We had to go to distant visits, which were either outside um, or scheduled or by Zoom or computer, or residents mm-hmm. had to talk to their loved ones, I'm afraid, through the windows. Um, through here now, sometimes we have to... Um, like the, they can't congregate together maybe as much as we would like them to. They have to have some mm-hmm. distancing apart, and we're spending, which is a good thing, but we're spending a lot more time with cleanliness, disinfecting, and wiping things down more than I think I'm afraid that we did in the past. Yeah, and, you know, um, because of the pandemic, it seems like things – are constantly in flux, as everybody listening knows, because um, when the pandemic hit, from that point on, things have been up and down and sideways and backwards and forwards, and it all depends on, too, like our um, positivity rate within the the state, the county, um, what the CDC says, what Minnesota Department of Health says. So um, when people even call me, they'll say, oh, is it okay to visit? And it's like, I think so today. You know, I would always have people double-check just because you know, with this um, Omicron variant going around now, too, I mean, that's even more contagious for people. So, um, yeah, things are always in flux, but um, but I know you've got lots of activities going on, and um, the people are, are very grateful and family members, and I am, too. I mean, as I walk through and see people engaged in real life, even though we are still working it, um, within a pandemic. Georgie, what would you say, you, um, what are the biggest lessons that you've learned while working here so far? Um, I think the two biggest lessons I've learned doing this is one that you always have to be flexible and have a plan B in your back pocket um, (laughs) because you never know what might happen. And that people um, still, no matter what your situation or your age level or um, things like that, Ever people need other people, and that's the most important right, thing right. you can give them is uh, a vehicle or a way to continue 
their stewardship and friendship and different things like that, that that's always something that's really the most important parts of your life. Absolutely. I don't think I've ever heard anybody say it that way, and I love it. You know, people need people. Um, we need each other. So um, that, that was uh, very poignant. Thank you. We have our core values that we have up on our walls, and we always tell people these are not just pretty words on our walls. Hospitality, stewardship, respect, and justice. And um, we really try to have everybody live by that, whether it's our staff, the family members who visit, or the people who actually live here. Um, is there a favorite of the core values that you would say is your go-to? Um, probably respect. I think respect for individuals um, and people's jobs and what they provide or offer to a group of people is the most important. So I think it's very important because you are a community, no matter if you're an employee mm-hmm. here or the tenant. I think it's very important that we respect each other and the jobs or the rights or the um, different things that each other offers to each other within that community. Absolutely. And I know we're going to wrap it up here pretty quick, but I have just a kind of a fun question. Do you have any bucket items that are really high priority list in your life? Um, I think since all this is happening with COVID and all those different things, I think a lot of people, and I know we were one of them, is that um, for us, the bucket list has become more to spend more quality time with family um, and to be able to do some of the different things and get together more with them than what we were able to in the past. Absolutely. And so following that line of thinking, what are the kind of things you like to do outside of work? Um, we, I, we like to golf. I'm an avid golfer and, uh, we also collect red wing pottery, which is kind of apropos since we moved back here, but we spent a lot of time on the weekends going to different areas and stuff and looking for pottery and going to, um, craft shows and big Mm -hmm. events like that. So fun. Yeah. Well, um, I'm just so grateful that you are here with us and um, that you are here, you know, during the week, the five days a week, sharing your gifts with the staff and our community, the residents and our families, and that you took time out of your day to come talk on the radio show. So thank you, Georgie McDonald. I really appreciate that. And with that, Benedictine Living Community Red Wing is changing aging in Red Wing. That is Senior Smarts brought to you by Benedictine Living Community in Red Wing with our continuum of care, including our renowned short-term rehab services. We'll have another show for you next weekend.